With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jay here, Stratford Paddock. That's Joe Smith. This is the Paddock Podcast. Joe, I've not seen you for about four days. I actually haven't seen you since Wednesday. It's like dog years. If me and you don't see each other for a day, it feels mm. like a month because we, we're constantly on videos together yeah. and chatting to each other and, and all the rest of it. Um, how have you been, brother? I've been really good. I mean, you? United are not winning every game anymore, which is a shame, but we think there might be some mitigating circumstances. Mitigating like circumstances, Your Honour. We've that. got a list here that we're going to go through of controversial, unfair, potential, just what decisions and VAR refereeing decisions that we believe are worth analysis. Right. And maybe some sort of factors that could have played a role in why Manchester United seem to be getting, even if some of them are 50-50s, not all of them are absolute stonewall errors, but the ones where you go, you see that given, they're not being given. Or yeah. you go, that don't always get given, it is being yeah. given, Jay. Something's going on here. Right, okay, I how like you, this. And, and to ask you the same question back, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to muster the outrage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like relatively philosophical about the draw mm. against Southampton. Whilst <laughs> it's deflating and annoying and all that stuff, mm. do get involved in the chat and the comments and let us know what you think about the game against Southampton, about the way Manchester United are being treated by the referees, about VAR, about anything. Um, I just feel that, you know, drawing at home in the league, our second league draw, I think, after so many wins, I believe, yep. since the Brighton loss, mm -hmm. it's not that deep. It's a bit annoying, um, but I can sort of take it because I feel like we've been on the right path now, the Scousers game aside, for quite some time. Um, can I ask you a question, Jay? By all means. Based on what you just said, do you work for PGMOL? PG Do you work for the Professional Game Match Officials Board? Because you seem to be in bed with the referees, with the card wielders of this world. Yeah? Yes. How is that? How's that happened? You've got VAR at home, haven't you? I have got VAR You've instilled it I to make your to children brush their teeth. Do you know what? I, my, my kids think there's cameras in our house. There is. Cause Cause you tell them, I always say, I think my eldest has got onto it now because she's 12. She's, you know, Smart. she's a bit more savvy. But my lad, I always say to him, do I have to go and check them cameras? Have you brushed your teeth? Yeah, have you? Do I have to go and check the cameras? All right, I haven't. Go on then. I'm wondering when he's going to realise that there's no cameras in his house. And if there is, you're very weird yeah, putting and, cameras and in the bathroom. Hopefully he realises there are absolutely no cameras. Absolutely wrong. Let me just ring social services. Hopefully he realises yeah, there are the no cameras you, before his sort of mental health is permanently... Yeah, or before uh, he goes into school disfigured. and tells, yeah, tells the teachers, my daddy has cameras in our bathroom. Yeah. What? We had he does sleep, what? We had a sleepover and Daddy was watching the cameras. Yeah, Daddy was watching me and my friends in the in the in our sleepover on his cameras. Yeah. What? Right. Okay. Yeah, Come let's here. hope that they sort of understand that that's not true. Yeah. Before too <laughs> in long. In fact, eh? I think I'm just going to message my missus now and tell, to tell her to tell him something quickly. <laughs> Turn the cameras off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've rumbled. been rumbled. It's all my own fault. I said it live on a video. Um, but I want to go through some situations here that United have experienced and faced this, this season. And I want your take and I want people's take at home on whether these instances were right or wrong. 
Um, and we'll get to them. Right-uns or wrong-uns? Right-uns or wrong-uns. Yeah. And we'll get back to it in just a second. But before we uh, carry on, uh, this show is brought to you by Beer 52. We'll be hearing from them in just a few minutes. But thank you to Beer 52 for sponsoring the show. Right. First things first. Always the best way. I th- I've, I've always seen it as the best way. Because I've tried doing second things first. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I've done the second. Oh, what's the first thing? Because then you, because you can't just do fir- second things first and then first things first as well. If you do second things first, you now have to do first things second. So two things are out of order. Manchester United nil, Real Sociedad won. One of our only, I think, two de- home defeats this season. We saw a, a one-nil defeat, um, which was, I would say, I mean, not handed to, but certainly uh, aided by their goal being scored from a penalty. Now, for anyone who doesn't remember, uh, this was uh, Lissandro Martinez sprinting out to, to close down a David Silva shot that was inside the box. He sort of dived out in traditional, I'm trying to block this, sticking his foot out, turning away from it, fashion. The ball then strikes him in the knee or in the leg and bounces up and hits his hand, which is in this sort of position as it would be because he's diving out. The rules are, if the ball hits another part of the body first, then it cannot be a penalty, which was um, sort of uh, reminded to us, uh, or remind, we were reminded of that rule this morning when Dermot Gallagher on Sky Sports was defending uh, the handball that wasn't given yesterday against United by saying, well, I think it hits his chest first anyway, which means it's not a penalty. This ball clearly hit Martinez on the knee. It bounces up off his knee, and the rule is, obviously, you, it's, it's almost impossible for a player to fully be able to work out where a deflection is going to take the ball and therefore it cannot possibly be deliberate handball. It was checked by VAR as every penalty is. The decision was it's still a penalty. Thoughts? It's weird, right? Because we were done here, but I'm glad we were. Because this sounds really weird. I've never seen you like this before. No, because... You've almost got some sort of of Buddha-like oneness. You seem to take life and death as it comes and, and you, you, you're making peace uh, with it, Jay. Eventually you get to an age in your life, Joe, where you 50 what? Give, give up. Six. You know, you've, you've lived through two world wars. You've seen it all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've, you've got through rationing. You were there when Mandela went to prison. I, mean? I was there, there when, when he, he got out. out. And it, you know, proof that prison works. He's never reoffended. <laughs> and I think that you get to that stage where you, you're like, do you know what? I can live with a just terrible decision. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all right. Yeah. Like, though, the reason that I'm being philosophical about this one, because I, you know me better than anyone. Yeah. Um, I, other than, you know, my lady friend and several members of my family. Um, I got to go to the new camp because of this. I got to experience a very pleasant evening watching Manchester United play very well against Barcelona. And then I got a very good night at Old Trafford against a good Barcelona team where we won. And those were two great nights. And we wouldn't have had them if the rep- referees hadn't been a load of incompetent, useless, and possibly corrupt Muppets. Mm. So I'm glad they're terrible at their job. Okay. So in this particular instance, you're saying something good of it came out, something good came out of it for me. Yep. And, and Manchester United Football Club, because our record decision. against Barcelona was shocking. Yeah. And our record against Barcelona is slightly better what, now. What are your thoughts on the decision itself, though? Oh, I was raging at the time. Yeah. Raging. Like, one of those ones where I have to delete the Twitter app off my phone for a bit before I get myself cancelled. Mm. Because it's like, I'm so annoyed. Yeah. I also felt like this was slightly, at the time, a bit of a wake-up call for Eric Tanar because despite the fact we were beaten by a penalty that shouldn't be given, I think he overestimated at the time how many changes he could make. He made quite a few changes for that game. And I think he thought he could get away with it. And we, it wasn't a great performance no, by Manchester United, no. regardless of the fact we were robbed. And I think he thought, actually, maybe I've got to stick with my strongest 11 a bit more. Yep. And he kind of did that. Not completely, but if you notice for the next sort of several months, we had a, we tended to have our strongest team or there or thereabouts. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there was some good that came of it. But at the time, I was livid because yeah. it was like, we should be beating Sociedad at home. It wasn't great, but we did enough to at least get a draw. And it was a, and it was clearly against the rules. Yeah, and it's, like, it's it, you know what? Like, I don't mind if a referee doesn't see something. Yeah. Like, you can have a point where you, your view's obstructed or whatever, or, you know, it's, it's a, a 50-50, it can go either way. But when you misinterpret the rules you've been briefed on, mm. when you don't understand them, 
then that's just unacceptable. So yeah, it was shambolic, but it was a shambles I can live with. Yeah. Um, before we carry on, we've got loads to get through. Reading, Palace, all sorts. We're going to hear a little word from our sponsors over at Beer 52, who have so gratefully sponsored this podcast. This show is brought to you by Beer 52. Manchester United have just won the League Cup. And if you ask me, that is cause for celebration. And what better way to celebrate than by getting a free case of beer? All you have to do is go to beer52.com forward slash paddock to get a free case of beer. Simply pay £5.95 postage and they will send you all of this for free. Now I've been a Beer 52 member for ages and every single month I love it because they just send me amazing beers from around the world and this month is a very special month indeed because we are getting beers from independent breweries from no other than our home Manchester, yeah? All the way from incredible world-renowned breweries like Cloudwater to some small craft beer pioneers like Seven Brothers and Mobley brew house as well. There's no denying that Manchester is a beer city united by great brews. As you can see here, this is the Cloudwater Fuzzy, a delicious 4.2% pale ale. I'm just gonna get a little bit of this bad boy going into the, uh, the Stretford paddock glass there. Can't beat that. Oh, the sound of a, a can of beer opening. There's nothing quite like it. Give that a bad boy go. I'm getting crisp. I'm getting quaffable. I'm getting a smooth, delicious mouthfeel. That's actually gorgeous. And you can have all of this by going to beer52.com forward slash paddock. It's no wonder that Cloudwater is rated as one of the top 10 breweries in the world by Rate Beer. You can also learn about these breweries and Manchester's iconic beer scene with the ever insightful Ferment magazine produced in collaboration with Manchester's beer magazine, Pellicle, as you can see right there. It's a little crossover this month. Yeah, they offer all sorts of things, dark beer, light beer. If dark beer isn't your thing, choose the light beer only case. It's, it's customizable. And there's also a couple of delicious snacks every single month to enjoy with your beer as well. And after all that, if you're not satisfied, if you're not happy, you can just pause or cancel whenever you want. You can't even ask for more than that, can you? So go to beer52.com forward slash paddock to get your free case of beer. That is beer52.com forward slash paddock to get your free case of beer. Now back to the show. Make sure you check out Beer52 for a free case of beer, like we just said. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. The link to that is in the description. It's also in the chat. Have a little look. Just keep in, just have a look, because they do all sorts of great stuff. Right, let's move on. Um, we've got a few super chats, then I want to get into more of these refereeing decisions. And I think maybe the conclusion we'll come to isn't necessarily that United are, uh, we're biased against or there's some conspiracy against us. Maybe it's just the standard of refereeing and potentially the system as it stands at the moment. But we'll get into some conclusions a little bit later on. Uh, Mank Mike says, the Reds, uh, not that bothers me, sorry, it's not that the Reds that bother me, it's the lack of consistency in decision-making refereeing that has been an absolute joke. Thanks for all the content, lads, up the paddock. Thank you very much. Uh, VAR should be normal speed only. Slow-mo is just re unrealistic. I certainly think that, I think when what we saw yesterday, um, when Anthony Taylor went to the screen, if, if what we saw on telly was the same as what he was seeing, which it typically is, isn't it? You see them start the, the, the feed at the same time. Uh, he only saw slow-mo. He arrived at the screen at a still of Casemiro's foot on their player's leg. And then from then on out, he only saw slow-mo footage. And I think, pardon me, that can really make the difference when it comes to is, is something uh, done with intent or not. Because obviously the, the, the offside rule has got so much deliberate, the word deliberate sort of smattered throughout it. Slow motion adds an element the of- The handball rule. Oh, sorry, the, off, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the handball rule, pardon me, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got so much of the word deliberate throughout it that slow, slow mowing things gives you more time for, or it, it, it tricks your brain into thinking they had time to decide whether to move their arm out of the way or not. I do think particularly for, slow, for, for handballs, slow motion makes no sense whatsoever. Because like I said, if it's deliberate, it's a handball. If it's not, it's not. Giving someone an extra half a second or a second to react could be all the difference there, couldn't it? No, it, it could be. I'm, I'm, I've been with you. I'm against the um, slow-mo. I think it does make everything look worse. Also, as well, when you slow things down, you don't like... Sometimes, if someone's running full pace and they get a slight knock, it can send you flying. Yeah. If you've got, say, like, Ganacho, and I know Ganacho can throw himself about a bit, but, or, you know, Ganacho or Rashford or anyone, sort of pelting it down the wing, and then you give him a little touch, a little nudge, 
So you find now you slow it down, it just looks mm. like, oh, well, they've made a meal of that. So it can work both ways. Yeah. It can make some things look worse and some things <clears> not <throat> as bad as they are. Yeah. Where if you actually show it in full pace, you go, actually, well, he, was, he was flying there. Yeah. So any little touch is going to send him, send him literally flying. Yeah. Um, so no, I think that uh, it should be, see it in normal time. And I think you should, I think personally, you should see it in normal time and watch mm. it like three times and then that's it. Yeah. If you can't see three views of different angles, and you can't make a decision, then stick with the decision you've made on the field. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think you're overthinking it then. And you're, you know, you're looking for something that maybe isn't obvious or isn't there. Um, so yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think normal time also as well, I'm, I hate this spending three or four minutes with VAR decisions. It's too long. Like it infuriates me when I'm at home or I'm here watching yeah. it on the telly, but at least there you can see the replays. You've got some idea where this is going. Yeah. When you're at a game, it's horrible. Like you don't know what's going on. No. You don't know whether the decision's going to go one way or the other. It stops me. It spoils my enjoyment of certain goals. Mm -hmm. I go back to the Chelsea. This is how bad it is. It's how long ago it's been going on. When we beat Frank Lampard's Chelsea four 0 on the opening day, <coughs> which was what like four years ago, whatever, when they first yeah. brought in VAR. Dan James's debut and all that. Yeah. And I remember there was a goal where I think Marcus scored. Now he's well on side mm. when you watch it back. But at the time, because I was so used to VAR, mm. and I think this might have made it three or four nil. I didn't celebrate like a three, like the base of the goal that put the game out of Chelsea's reach because there was a little part of my brain thinking, is this going to get pulled back? Yeah. Because I was half expecting it. Now it wasn't. And you look back and you go, Jake, what are you on about? He's well on side. But when I was there at the game and because of what had been going on, yeah. it was almost like these, I'd, I'd been sort of, trained mm. to think oh there might be a VR here. well that's what I, that's what it gets like in it and that's yeah. what i'm like watching the games and it's not just united fans it's it's you did it to you me remember? Fans. there was a game me and you were on a watch along for and you i remember you didn't celebrate when no. i did and you went no it's 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 a hammer or you called it you said something and it wasn't yeah but that sort of muted your celebration yeah. and you were like no well, it happens I, all the time that happens yeah. with every I'm ball i'm not knocking you because i've done it especially any ball that is played through so yeah. like especially like, like if you think of like United sort of counter-attacking goals any counter-attacking goal you think there's a chance this is offside two of our goals against Arsenal I didn't really celebrate because I think it was Ericsson for one where he was cleaned through and then he squared it to Rashford didn't he and one where Rashford just got played straight in I thought I don't know I don't know if yeah. this is offside I feel like it's going to get pulled back and I just I, it just annoys me that you can't celebrate properly because like and I, I, I'm not saying this with any sympathy but for instance, Sterling's goal for City against Tottenham, which is probably, in terms of the where it is in a game and how crucial it is, is one of the cruelest VAR overturn. I loved it and I wanted it to happen, but that was one of the cruel. Was it Champions League semi-final, wasn't it? Yeah. Last second, last kick of the game to put I City through. I think it was through, the quarters, wasn't it? The quarterfinal. Yeah. Last kick of the game, yeah, because the semi was Ajax. Yeah. Um, to put City through and he gets overturned by an, an offside two uh, passes ago or whatever it was, R rightly so. But you just think... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's taken away. You either celebrate and get absolutely mugged off and feel like an idiot and feel even more pissed off, or you don't celebrate and you miss the chance to celebrate going through a, a quarterfinal or a semifinal or a final of a cup competition because you don't believe what you're seeing because something two minutes ago or 20 seconds ago is going to overturn it. I go back to 99, you look at when Sadie scores his equaliser, the first thing he does is he looks all across the line. Yeah. If you look when he runs away to celebrate, he looks, linesman's flags down, he celebrates, Celebrate. we all go, you know, we were already going berserk. No one's waiting to, you know, I was uh, like smashing up the pub I was in with my mates. And then- You were already doing that before the game started, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, we just like, you know, like, not wrecking Smash it, we were just like, everything, yeah. chairs and pint pots and everything was flying around. But then United obviously get that goal, straight away we're on it, back to the center circle, let's get a winner, we get one. Nowadays, VAR takes three minutes to decide what's going yeah. on. Maybe, maybe they try and, you know, argue that he's shoelace offside or whatever. The, the, he was onside, the goal's probably given, but the momentum's gone. 
Yeah. It's been killed, and we're almost at full time now. Like we've used that up all the time. That game would almost certainly have gone to extra time yeah. if Vieira. Of course it does. Of yeah. course it does. Because we wouldn't have that. Like Bayern Munich immediately went. Like they were winded by that. Yeah. They were. Oh my god. Was it Sam Kefir on the floor crying? Yeah. But but even after the first goal, yeah. they were they were stunned. They were. They and were we took shot. advantage of. They'd that. been the best team yeah. in that game for literally ninety minutes. They were. They were and good. For the ninety first and ninety third minute, they were second best, and yeah. we scored those two goals then. Um, no, you're right. So there's that element, and listen, you, you know we do laugh at City, and it was hilarious, and all the rest of it. But it's horrible, and you you yeah. you you're spot on, and it's just it's VAR was meant to make things fair, and it's making things less fair, and it's taking the enjoyment out of the game. Yeah. And I, you know, I know it's been said before, and I agree with it. The game didn't need more controversy, and that's what we're getting from <laughs> it. And now you're like. You, you, you know, you're waiting, VAR, what's VAR going to do? Is VAR going to find us, who's on VAR as a mm. new thing? Yeah. Which, you know, it's not just which is the ref who I don't like, who's in the middle no. of the pitch, who's sat watching the monitors. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, let's move on to uh, our next case study here, because this is how I like to think. I like to see this is some sort of scientific paper that we're putting together here, Jay. It's not just a podcast. Yeah. This is a thesis of a sorts. thesis. Second up, uh, for your uh, deliberation would be uh, figure two, United three, Reading one. Yeah. Okay, a game that became, I think, actually by the end, a bit of a nasty game. Certainly, Carroll was leading the way on that. Yeah. FA Cup. This is the one where Andy Carroll injures Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Um, bad tackle, really bad tackle. It, it, Andy Carroll, you see the tackle there. Um, Andy Carroll hasn't, uh, sorry, Christian Eriksen hasn't played since ankle ligament injury, uh, hasn't played since, and we're looking at almost sort of three months on now, I believe, from that game. Um, dangerous, careless, reckless, out of control, whatever word you want to use, he, wasn't, he didn't even get a yellow card for it. Now, he, he went on to get sent off later on. For two more yellows. For two or more two yellows, yellows, sorry. Uh, but the fact that that's allowed to happen, and diving in, d injuring players, not even a booking. You just think, what what is the purpose of VAR? Is it to... Is it to just just rule out goals because it's funny? Is it to protect players? Is it to make the rules be adhered to? Because it doesn't seem like that's what's happening, does it? No, I mean, the only thing VAR seems to get involved in, in most of the time is stopping Marcus Rashford getting goals yeah. when it comes to Manchester United. Andy Carroll, he should have been sent off early doors. He was running around deliberately trying to foul people. Yeah. That's what he was doing. I've never rated Andy Carroll when he was in his prime. He's shit footballer and he's even worse now. And he should have retired years ago. And he was running around just two-footing people. Yeah. Some people claiming it's because he's a Jordan. He wanted to get people injured for the cup final. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's got the, the brains to think that far ahead. But he was <laughs> definitely lost his head and was trying to foul and, and, and hurt luckily people. for him, it worked. Yeah. Because we you know, famously went on to lose to Newcastle in that League Cup final. Exactly. So well done, Andy Carroll. Yeah. I hope you enjoy your winner's medal. But it was just like he was deliberately trying to foul people and hurt people. Yeah. And was getting away with it. And then... Eventually, he gets sent off. But by that time, Christian Eriksen's season's all but over. Yeah. And this is a guy that died not long ago on a pitch. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's have it right. The kid had to be brought back to life. And we're just letting thugs run around boot him without doing anything about it. I'm not saying that he's like, oh, because he, you know, he had a heart attack, we can't go near him. You can tackle him. But what he's just saying, oh, you can two-foot him and we'll just allow it. Yeah. Like, how is that okay? It's awful refereeing. Yeah. And you know what happened, right? Um, Eric Tanag rightly says it's a disgrace and you've got them muppets on talk sport going he needs to stop whinging yeah let's just stop whinging he's only a player out for the season yeah. well, let's not worry about it let's just let players go around kicking seven bells out of our team and let's not say anything about it get a grip it was disgusting and I can't believe that he got away with it I can't believe he ended up getting two yellows and a red mm. after that people have noticed you've left your sort of your zen mode that it you lasted for 12 minutes I gave it a go but I'm sorry, I'm just not that guy, really. Let's move on then to uh, Palace. This is the one where uh, Casemiro gets sent off for what looked from some angles to be two arms around the throat of, was it Will Hughes? Uh, yeah, but then there's other angles, which I don't think we have, where it looks like he's got his shirt and he's sort of, to be fair, if you raise two arms to someone's throat, I can see why a red card is given. The problem is, Fred also had two arms around his throat during that altercation, I think it was Fred, wasn't it? During that altercation, yeah. there's a, a, a Palace player who is strangling Fred, yeah. who doesn't get noticed, who doesn't get seen. So it, it, the problem is, you're always gonna have, the way it currently stands, this highlights another, another issue for me with, with VAR is, it isn't ruling out human error, 
because none of it is done entirely automatically. Yeah. If offsides were automated, you just put, you know, an algorithm tells you whether it's offside or not, fine. Yeah. If stuff like, I, I, it would be much harder to do an algorithm for those sorts of things. But then you almost think, well, then don't have VAR for that. Because unless it's an absolutely blatant dive or whatever, then VAR is, is still just coming down to personal opinion. You know, obviously, if someone sticks their leg out, there's no contact whatsoever. I understand overturning a penalty there. But if, if there's some contact, but people go, oh, is, is it enough contact? No, you can't have that because instances like this where fully sort of red cardable offences are, are totally missed because we're still uh, trusting a human eye to analyse this footage. It doesn't make sense. You're just allowing for a different set of human error problems. Whereas, you know, offside, I can understand it. Get the lines drawn on automatically. I think Wenger said about two years ago, within the next year, we'll have automatic offsides. That hasn't happened. Wenger said just, a lot of things. We're just allowing for a different you know type I mean? of, of human error here, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, the problem with VAR <laughs> with these types of fouls, like you pointed out, is the inconsistency. We saw it, Fred was getting strangled. There was an incident at Arsenal around the same time. I think Saliba did the same thing to someone else. Yeah. Didn't get a red card. No. There's no consistency there. Like, you can look at that picture of Casemiro and go, it looks like a red to me, that one. Mm. Fine. Then you send it off after the <laughs> Premier League. Because yeah. things like that going all the time. Him and Will Hughes were hugging and laughing after that. Yeah. That's how seriously Will Hughes thought it was. So I think you have to have a level of consistency and you have to go... If there's a bit of a melee where everyone's getting at it with each other, unless there's a blatant punch in the face or something, right, yeah. just leave it. But when you go in, right, okay, he's had his arm around his throat. Well, what about him then? Yeah. So oh, we, did, oh, we didn't see that one. Yeah. Sorry, we missed that. Well, why? Look yeah. at it all. Watch it all. And how long's that going to take? It's yeah, exactly. untenable. So, yeah, that was the, the issue with the Casemiro one against Palace. It was, um, it was that. And also, what infuriated me in that game, more than that, I think this was the one where Sabitza, Sabitza one, came yeah. on. Makes a perfectly good tackle and sends us on a counter-attack. Um, and I think this is... Is this Andre Mariner again, This the referee for this one? It was in the VAR room mm. for the uh, the game against Southampton. Mariner annoyed me anyway, because for the penalty, it's right in front of him. It's the most blatant handball you will ever see in your life, and he doesn't give it. Yeah. What I loved about this as well is Marcus Rashford ran over to him. You can see him on the footage saying... I promise you, ref, it's a pen. Yeah. Like that, well, that proves that then. We don't that, need VAR. Sort of Marcus Rashford feeds kids and he's told me it's a pen, it's a pen. But it was. But he had to go to VR to see it when he's mm -hmm. right in front of him. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which also goes back to the thing, a ref's letting things go, waiting for VAR to well, do it for Well, that's the them. annoying thing. So if we talk about the Sabitzer so one. Yeah. You've got on one hand, and Steve, Steve said this before VAR came in, or around the time VAR came in, about what it's done to rugby league, where it allows referees to have this safety net so they don't make decisions. Yeah. Because you don't, because it's so much easier to have this sort of fate. I know we know the names of them, but you're not seeing the referee in the box in the VAR room. Yeah. You allow the sort of the heat to be put on this faceless VAR ref uh, across the country somewhere and take it off yourself by not calling it. You know, you, you, I know obviously Anthony Taylor's got some stick from yesterday, but a lot of it is the VAR people that have got the stick because we gave a yellow card. So it, 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 it encourages referees to not be decisive, to not make decisions, to let things go that they know is wrong or to not give decisions that they know are wrong because they'll get helped out by their little VAR safety net. We saw it in the, the Newcastle Wolves game. Nick Pope takes out your man um, Jimenez <clears throat> and... The referee's pointing to his earpiece. Yeah. Going, nothing. Well, you've seen it yeah. right in front of you. Do you know what I mean? And then yep. you've got the situation where VAR going, well, the ref's seen it. Is it clear and obvious? Maybe it's not. Yeah. And you've just got these referees union all sort of sticking together, <coughs> which is just not well, good funnily enough. enough, Dermot Gallagher actually said the, the Pope one should have been a penalty. Newcastle yeah. should have been given a penalty. And he's hardly, you know, should have been given a penalty. Mr. Anti Newcastle ever. No. It's, it's, you've got that. So he's saying that if he'd have been in the VAR room, then presumably he'd have given it. Yep. The referee was right in front of him. 
Like, I know he was some distance away, but he's in his eye. He's looking at where it's happening because where the ball is, not where the ball was, though, when he makes the challenge. He just takes him out. And he's not given a penalty and a red card. Mm. And that has repercussions because then we're going up against Newcastle in a couple of weeks' time and they've not got Nick Pope again, which gives us a, a boost. Yeah. Because we're going to go there without Casemiro, mm. which gives them an advantage. Um, we've got a couple of people in the comments. Um, and no toes is one of them saying, how about limiting VAR reviews like in tennis, X amount for each side? They do the same thing in cricket. Um, the, the thing I don't like is in tennis, you get this, almost every single match point is contested because why not? It's the last throw of the dice, you might as well. I think every goal is contested yeah. because why not? You might, you know, it, uh, trying to get, it'll either be penalties or goals and nothing else yeah. because let's say you're, it's 1-1, they score in the last minute, you're going to contest it every single time. So you know as home fans, or the, not home fans, the team who scored fans, that this is going to be contested because goals are so much more important in football and so much rarer than a point or a ball or a wicket is in cricket. There's, there's 20 wickets in a game of test cricket per, per team. There's dozens, hundreds of points in a game of tennis. There are one, two, three goals in a game of football. So every single goal is getting contested every single time. Like, I, I don't think that works because of the nature of football. It doesn't make sense. The, the, the things you are contesting are so much less frequent in football than they are in every other sport. To me, that doesn't work because, like I said, every goal is getting contested just by default. What do you reckon? No, I, I agree with what you said then. Um, I think you <clears> would. You just analogy, where does the contestant uh, come from? Is yeah. it the captain? Is it the manager? What, how's that work? It might just get a bit silly. I just think we've got to get more, better referees. Like Andre mm. Mariner against Palace and we won against Palace so it'd be easy for me to say we didn't matter we won and also we weathered the storm of Casemiro's um, sending off which wasn't really his fault if the VAR said to him look at it and the way it looks I don't blame him for that but it was genuinely one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a referee in my life mm. and then a month later whenever it is he's in the VAR room making decisions about Manchester United he shouldn't have been anywhere near Premier League games after that in fact he shouldn't have even been demoted he should have been sent for training because I don't even like this idea we demote referees to the championship when they're terrible. It's like the championship doesn't matter. You can, your club can cease to exist if results go the wrong way against it in the championship. Yeah. We've seen clubs go under who've been relegated from the championship and clubs like who've been promoted or survived, you know, go on to thrive. So it's obviously vital to those clubs. And I don't think we should say, well, your club matters less than ours. It's not fair. So I think if you're having a stinker and you view it and you go, he got so many things wrong, Send him away for some training. Yeah. Don't just go demote him or put him in the VAR room next time. It amazes me that Andre Mariner has been involved in Manchester United games because he was so, so bad mm. for that Palace game. The Sabitza tackle was such a clean tackle and it was a counter-attack and that could have killed the game off. It was one of the, again, I know it sounds like a bit melodramatic, but it was such a bad decision. Yeah. It was so bad. I, I remember watching at the time thinking, how was he called that a foul? And when I watched it on the replay, it made me even more angry. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, and then you find out on the weekend, it's him again in the VAR. Why? Why have you taken an incompetent ref and put him in a room to stop being an incompetent ref on a football pitch? And now he's going to be an incompetent ref in front of a video screen. The, the guy's just not up to the job at all. And this is another one. It's a bit of a, a bit of a, um, this isn't on the official list that we've got. Okay. But just one that I was grateful for at the time, but it makes you question how the rules are implemented in football. Man United versus Liverpool. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We conceded six goals in the second half. Yeah. There were injuries. There were. Substitution, like multiple substitutions, all sorts of stuff. There was four minutes of stoppage time at the end of that game. Yeah. And part of you thinks it was nine, or maybe even three, three or four anyway. Someone's talking about this with day when it, one of the refs came out and said he shouldn't have done that. The ref. Yeah, and part of you thinks, thank you. You're yeah. sparing United playing an extra four or five minutes um, of an embarrassing, horrendous game. I get it. But then you think, your job as a ref isn't sympathy for the losing team. No. Like, why have you dropped well, what, what four about minutes the week, off what, it? what about the weekend? In the first half, you had that VAR 
um, the Casemiro's in the first half. Yeah, the red card. Right, the red card. You had that handball decision that he didn't give that sent yeah. everyone do Lally. Yeah. And that went on for about a minute and a half. Yeah. People kicking off. You had substitution as well. And Regulus wasn't quick coming off. Because no. he was rowing with the referee. He had to get dragged away at one point before he got sent off, before he got subbed. And yet he gave one minute. One minute. How that doesn't add up. The second half, where equally fuck all happened, yeah. it was four minutes. Yeah, it's just like it's a default setting yeah. sometimes. Like, oh, it's the first half, I'll give a minute. Because I just want to get in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, and then the crowd are against me, I need to kill this game. You want off. a bit of drama at the end. Yeah. So let's put four minutes like, in. Like, it was nonsense. Yeah. There's you no way on God's earth you, you should, like, yeah. go through it. Because you remember in the World Cup, one of the good things in the World Cup was we had all these, like, Added times of like nine minutes, ten minutes, and people going, "Oh, what's going on?" But then it was like, "Well, actually, that's fair." Yeah. If you watch a game of football, the average game of football, I think it's twenty odd minutes, like little, th you know, or thirty odd minutes. It might be sorry, where there's actual football being played. Mm. Like there should be far the more. Newcastle games, it's about four and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like there should be more added on than there is. Yeah. And yet, you know, people saying actually that's a good thing because you know you want to see football, not. Like just complete time wasting, or you know, the ball's out of play and it's not getting added on or whatever. And yet, we've 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 not seen that since the World Cup. We haven't. Well, one thing Nathan Ellington, who's obviously played hundreds of league football matches, yeah. played in the Premier League, scored goals in the Premier League, um, was part of I think the the highest points total ever in the Championship when he was at Reading. Um, he was saying he thinks you should do a stop clock. However, that would then mean make game seventy minutes long. But every single time the ball goes out, the clock stops and there is no stoppage time. So you've got exactly 70 minutes or what, you know, work it out so the players aren't playing 30 extra minutes every single game. But you, you stop it. So it's not, again, it's not up to the discretion of the referees. Um, and that way, you know, I think you get a lot of backlash with that. But you are ensuring then that the game is being played for the right amount of time every single time. It's like on, on, on the weekend. And fair play to him, listen, I don't blame him. He does what he's got to do. The kid goes off for the... Uh, he, he's, we get a goal kick, and your man for Southampton is off the pitch. He walks onto the pitch and falls down. Yeah. Gets medical attention because he's obviously he's on death's door. Right? This was... We added four, had four added minutes. This is like in, in, in two minutes into it, right? He gets up then after this medical attention, and we have like another 30 seconds, and that's <laughs> the end of the game. Yeah. Like, that's not... Fair. No. I mean, he's made it work. I don't blame him. Yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we move on? Go on. Barcelona 2, Manchester United 2 in the new camp. Yeah. Rashford threw on goal. Yeah. Or one-on-one -on -one, sort yeah. of with his man, Koundé. Knocks the ball past him. Gets past him. Koundé runs across him. Blocks him. Takes him out. Nothing given. Ridiculous. Like. Awful decision. I, can, I still can't believe that when I watch well, it. Well, I can because it's Barcelona referees, isn't it? And we all know what they're like. Do you think? I don't think he's necessarily the referees took a backhander. Yeah. I think he's been intimidated by the new camp atmosphere and thought, I'll get away with not giving this. Because it's a red card as well, that's yeah. the thing. It was probably, Do you remember probably outside the box, when we, it's red. Under Fergie in his last season, when we played Real Madrid in the Bernabeu, yeah. and Ramos took out Evra, and that was a red card in like the, one of the last minutes. No, I don't remember that. And he didn't give it. Was, people don't. No. He didn't give it. And it was a blatant red card, you know, and, and Evra was through. I'm pretty sure it was ever. I know he's like, what's his left back? What's he doing getting that far forward? But I'm pretty sure it was. Didn't give it. Because mm. I thought he thought, it's easier for me not to give this than it is for me to give it. There's more controversy and drama if I give this. Yeah. So he bottled it. Um, and I think that's what happened in the new camp. I think he just bottled it. I think he just thought, if I give this, I'm going to get in all sorts of miver from these fans and it's going to upset the crowd and it's going to be on me for the rest of the game. Mm. I'm just going to allow it. Um RD Man, I don't know if it's Roadman or Redman, 07, who's been a member for 18 months, says, get rid of VAR is like saying get rid of the goals because your striker keeps missing. Keep VAR, get rid of the current crop of useless, abysmal refs. I've got two views on that. Firstly, I think get better referees. Yeah. And I think if we've got better referees, we don't need VAR. <coughs> so I think do both. Get rid of it to stop that I can't celebrate goals feeling, which you would still get with good referees because they're not going to catch everything. And secondly, get better refs. Pay them I, I more. don't understand why this, before, this argument, like, you can't get better refs. Can you imagine going to United, like, under Moyes in 2014 or whatever, yeah. and going, these players, some of them passed it and not good enough, yeah. but we're stuck with them forever. Yeah. We can't get any new players can't in. Get new ones. And, and also, or we can't get younger players, you know, from the academy yeah. or training, or we can't go and buy players that are better or 
bringing any better players. This is it forever now. We're yeah. stuck with these players. No, you get better players in when you need to. Yeah. It's the same with refs. There's lots of good refs, right? And I've seen them at lower league levels <laughs> who are mint. Mm. They are genuinely very good. They can handle players. They can keep it calm. They get some stick. They know how to handle it. They've, you know, they're fit, physically fit. Mm. They're not plodding around looking like they've just smoked 40 B&H and had five pints of Stella. Mm. And they know what they're doing. Now, there are referees out there. You just got to go and get them. Get them, train them, and get them in the Premier League because you know, the standard's shocking. Genuinely, what I think, and we've spoke about this before, but I'd, I'd like to go over it again. I think pay them more. Yeah. Pay, but don't just pay them a bit more, pay them way more. Right. Because when you think of all the people who work at the FA and how much the, some of these people get, hundreds of thousands a year, I don't, I don't know the salaries of everyone who works at the FA or the Premier League, but I know there are a lot of people working for FIFA, working for UEFA, who are on millions a year, yeah. not just a few grand. People lament refs for getting 100 grand a year, whatever they get, which is a lot of money. Puts you in the top five, three, three, four percent of earners. Great wage, don't get me wrong. But one of the reasons that football went the way it did, got rid of the drinking culture, everyone, sports science, you monitor everything you eat, everything you breathe, everything you touch, they stop smoking, they stop boozing, is because you went from getting money where great wages for a player to generational life-changing wages when the Premier League came in. And that was the initial catalyst for everyone going, fucking hell, we better start taking ice baths here. Rather than going to the pub afterwards, yeah. let's get in the cryogenic tank. And, and American football or soccer, US football, is a great example of that because you look at the wealth of the country, you look at how many people there are there, you look at the facilities available to them, the only reason MLS isn't the best league in the world is because they don't get paid as much as NBA players, as NFL players, as baseball players. If they did, no country in the world can match the number of people and the facilities available that US have. But if you're a top, top level athlete in America, you will, you will not play soccer because it doesn't benefit you the way playing basketball does or playing in the NFL does. It's the same with referees here. If you're a great referee, yes, you, you know, there's, there's a level of reason to go into it, but there are people who will, would much rather use that analytical brain or that, that vision to be coaches, to work in analysis, to work in you know, banks or to work wherever. The sort of skill sets you need to be a ref aren't rewarded heavily enough for it to be worth the shit you get. No. I think refs need to get paid 200 grand a year, yeah. 300 grand a year. Like they are such a huge part of football and they are paid a, a, a 50th of what the players get. Yeah. And obviously they shouldn't be on the same as players. But I think that when you think how much they can influence a game and season and the way trophies are awarded, they need to be paid in, in the ballpark of a, of a lesser player. Because otherwise you're just gonna get people using these skill sets of analysis, of vision of this or that, to get jobs that are higher paying with less sort of public scrutiny. And I don't see any other way around it. No, I, I think that's a good idea. I think the people, you know, there'll be some people going, oh, if you're paying more and you make a bad decision, people are gonna use the wages to beat him with a stick with. People give him a stick anyway. That's not gonna make much difference. Yeah. It's not like people are gonna go, well, he was on 100 grand, now he's on 200 grand, that's made it worse. <laughs> that's, you know, it's irrelevant. But I agree, I think you need to motivate some people to go into refereeing. Yeah. I think far too often you've just got little Tory bully victims being refs who can't wait to dish out cards and you know blow the whistle. Wasn't Tory bully victims one of your bands growing up? Yeah, we had, uh, we, we had a difficult second album. You did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> what was the second album? Weak, 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 wasn't it? <laughs> to quote, was it Tony Blair? <laughs> okay. What was it, Michael, what's his name? Um, Michael what? What's the leader of the Tory party called? Michael Howard? Yes. Yes. That was, that was your, Michael yeah. Howard's Michael, mother of invention. Was Michael it? Howard's mother of invention was our second album and it bombed. We've got a few super chats. Mike, what? Michael Howard's in the chat, that's amazing. My cat was laid by my car tire. It doesn't mean that I've run him over. VAR is beyond laughable. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Quite sort of metaphysical, that one. Yeah, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you look at a still of that, yeah. You go, my man's ran that over. Yeah. The cat just gets up and walks off, he's fine. Yeah. Stills, do you remember the Sabitzer stamp? Yeah, that was Where you one. looked at a still, and it's like he stamps with his leg, but he actually touches his leg and then pulls out. Yeah. But if you stop it at that split second, yeah. it looks like a stamp. And no doubt if Andre Mariner was in charge, he would have done. Mm. But it's not. And there's a bit of context there. Yeah. If you play that in real time, you'll see actually he pulls out. It's not the foul that's been made to be. Club 1878 says Joe appears as the kind of bloke who gives himself a maniacal grin 
high five after a solid session of copulation. And that's a compliment. A solid ses- session of copulation? I haven't had one of those in, in, in that the name, Wasn't that the name of your band? A it solid actually, session of copulation. It was actually. Yeah. It was actually population copulation. <laughs> um, we were a two-piece. Um, terrible, terrible days. Uh, Sam Zed says that Nick Pope rammed Jimenez inside the box. It was the most Stonewall penalty and red card you can ever see, but VAR didn't see anything. Who said that? Uh, Sam Zed. I mean, we spoke about it. Yeah, earlier, but it was well ridiculous. said that, man. Yeah. Andrew All A man. said the issue is that VAR has to actively say the on-field ref is wrong. It should be more like rugby where they work together to get the correct call. I agree with that. Um, Naz says VAR for Casemiro, but not a single VAR check for United. Perhaps they can't allow another United 10-point lead on the Scousers. Interesting. Abdul Ibrahim says, I would like to see the referees respected so that more would want to try it. Who is the best ref in the Prem and who is the best ref in the world? I don't even know. To be honest. The best, the trouble with the referees in the Prem, you know the refs mm. for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know who Michael Oliver is. You know who um, Andy Taylor is. Yeah. You know who Andre Mariner is. Not because the men. No. Because you think they're terrible. The thing with refs, though, what I will say in their defence is, it's like, if you think that goalkeepers, I would say, of all the positions on the pitch, have the most opportunity to scrutinise them and the least opportunities to praise them. Yeah. Because to, to praise a goalie, they have to do an amazing save yeah. or save a penalty and also not make any mistakes in that game. Yeah, yeah. A referee, yeah. it is literally almost impossible for someone to go, by the way, did you notice the referee it's, had an incredible game today? It, it, and it's so easy for them yeah, to get criticised. It's weird because... I don't blame Anthony Taylor as much as I blame Andre Mariner this yeah. weekend. I think Anthony Taylor, I think the, the Casemiro red card, he's more or less got to give that. Once he's called over, yeah, and I mean, what, he's the, given what the he's shown, card. I think yeah, he got it right. What, what he's shown. Yeah. The, 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 the penalty, I think he's made a mistake there, and I think he should have tickled a penalty there. Mm. But if he hasn't, VAR should have done his job, should have helped yeah. him. Should have said, look, Anthony, I think you need to look at this again because we've looked at it in slow mo and you can mm-hmm. see it's at his arm. But they didn't, no. which is a mistake there again. So, and also, there was a few little, like, the, the added time he got wrong, right? It's not, it wasn't perfect as well, but I think out of the two of them, yeah. Mariner was worse. So, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's some refs that are uh, okay. Yeah. There's some that you probably don't even know. Yeah. You don't remember, you don't think of that much. But there's some who've just got a reputation where you literally go, when you find out it's them, you go, oh, God. Oh, him. Um, Ten Hag's son says they already get paid 200k a year. That is a tiny, tiny fraction of the most elite refs that get paid. Yeah. For the whole for the whole thing to change, you need refs at Championship, at League One, at League Two, at Conference, at North and South, at you know local level to all get paid more. Because that's like saying, well, you know, Ronaldo gets paid a a million quid a week because he's at. in Saudi Arabia, but that doesn't mean someone at conference gets paid that. Yeah. You know, the, the very high, high end of the high end refs that are doing Champions League, World Cup, FA Cup, this, that, and the other every single week, yeah. they get that kind of money. But I think to encourage, you know, a, a massive amount more referees into the game, then I think that has to come down, come down the leagues as well as, you know, the top end. So, yeah, good point. I, I know we're, we're sort of short of time. We could have gone into more. There was the 3 1 against Villa where Andy Taylor again moved the wall back. Um, and then that was wrong. The rule was like 15 yards yeah, away from like, Just keep moving back until uh, Lucas Dini's happy with it. Yeah. Um, that was ridiculous. Um, I think there was, well, uh, the best game, they, the goal should have been shorts off for a handball. Uh, but before we wrap up, give us your Wally of the Week. Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, it would be. I don't want to almost sort of give it the tap in and say VAR. But. Actually, no, I'll say the BBC. Well, I've, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes there are tappings there. Yeah. And Tim Davey at the BBC, Tim David, Tim Davis at the BBC, yeah. complete, absolute sorry whopper. Yeah. Like, How they've handled that Gary Lineker situation? It couldn't have been handled any worse. And I saw him doing interviews. He says, "I think we've handled it well." And I need to see you saying handled it badly. What would what would handling it badly have looked like? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Just it's like Piers Morgan presenting match of the day by himself naked. That yeah. would have been. That would have been what everyone expected. So the fact that we actually had one of the longest running sports shows in the world presented and commentated on by nobody, that was actually a pretty decent result because someone compared the language around a policy to a, a country in the 30s. He didn't say X is, X is a Nazi, Y is a Nazi. No. He said the language around this is similar to this. Which some, you know, other... You know, we've, we've had, not everyone agrees with it, I'm not saying they do, but we've had Holocaust survivors who've said there is a similarity there. Yeah. We've had professors of German history who say it. Not everyone, I grant, I grant you. But then there's also the inconsistency where you've got 
Alan Sugar can post a picture of Jeremy mm. uh, Corbyn next to Hitler and still stay on the air. Yeah. So there's no consistency there. Tim David, or whatever his name is, who's saying, we've handled this really well. It's just, the mind boggles, doesn't it? It's mm. like, like you say, how, more, how worse could it have gone? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, JFK's trip to Dallas, it went really well. Yeah. You know, other than the fact he got his brains blown out, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but we got him back. Yeah, you know, he, he had a lovely alive, drive around the city. People forget in... about the lovely drive he had before that happened. Yeah. But what are you on about? Top dancing on his face. Yeah, lovely, with his wife. Perfect. Yeah. Like, bro, it couldn't have been any worse. You need to go. Richard Sharp needs to go. He's facilitating loans for Boris Johnson. They're all corrupt Tories. That's my thought on the matter. Uh, and Ben777 says, 500,000 more views than last weekend on Match of the Day. If you think for a second that if we continued to have no commentary and no punditry on Match of the Day, those views would even stay a tenth of that, yeah. then you're absolutely right. deluded. I would, not watch, I would not have watched Match of the Day had it been the normal match of the day, because United weren't on, I've got no interest in watching teams that I don't like winning. I watched it to see what was going on. Yeah. There was more attention to that match of the day than there's ever been for any programme on the BBC, ever. Yeah. And Since a lot of us... Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. That was quality, that, that wasn't was it? Good. Bring me sunshine. I think me and you are the Morecambe and Wise of the YouTube world. We need a bed in here, don't we? We do. Yeah. And it meant that they used to lie in bed next to each other and no one thought anything of it. I know. Like, it's just like, oh, look at the lads. The boys, eh? <laughs> eh? Looking at anything sinister. <laughs> On that bombshell, uh, listen, thanks to everyone who got involved in the comments and the chat. Much yeah. appreciated. Um, there's a members video. If you're not going to check it out, make sure you are. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk about David De Gea. Also, big thanks to Beer52 for sponsoring yes. this podcast. The link is still in the comments there, so check that out. The link is also in the description. Check out Beer52 for a free crate of beer. What more can you ask? What more Check can you ask? Uh, Joe, where can people find you? Sloppy Joe's podcast, new episode out on Friday and a new one coming out tomorrow as well. Oh, he's smashing it. Beautiful. Uh, you can find me on Scotty Martin. There's no Scotty Martin this week. We'll be back next week though. I know we will be back next week. Apologies for that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Don't worry. We're going to double up next week as well. So you'll get your full fill there. That's been Joe. I've been Jay. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.